What's up? You're listening to the Scholarly Spark podcast. Here's your chance to finally become interested in learning and find out what you're genuinely curious about. Join me as we discover the secrets of South Asia and experience different foods, the latest technologies, immerse ourselves in a variety of phenomenal cultures, find out about interesting people we never knew existed, and learn about what no one else dared to find out. I'm Kamal Narayanan, taking you on a journey through the mysteries of South Asia, all from the convenience of your headphones. Here we go. What's up, everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back to the show. Today, I hope you're having the absolute greatest day of your life. And if you're not having the absolute greatest day of your life, I know that listening to this show will make it the greatest day of your life. So on today's show, we'll be talking about the phenomenon known as digital transformation, specifically how it occurs in within South Asia. And I'm pretty sure all of you guys are familiar with that. It's literally the equivalent of going to the mall, popping by an Apple store, picking up an iPhone and leaving the store. And that phone that you just picked up is part of the global phenomenon known as digital transformation. Now, the official definition of digital transformation is the profound transformation of business and organizational activities, processes, competencies, and models to fully leverage the changes and opportunities of a mix of digital technologies and their accelerating impact across society in a strategic and prioritized way with present and future shifts in mind. Basically, what that definition meant is is that since in the modern day and age, everything is becoming more digitized. For example, mail is turning into email, pagers are turning into iPhones, and everything is being digitized into bits and bytes via the internet. This revolution can actually be compared to the industrial revolution of the 1800s and 1900s that occurred in the United States. We've evolved, and now we're ushering in not the industrial revolution, but what is known as the digital revolution. And we're living currently in the digital age. But the thing is, this is actually both good and bad. And I'm pretty sure the bad is fairly obvious. Basically, since digital transformation is essentially using technology to replace the human labor workforce, it's pretty clear that with increasing technology, there will be an emphasis on taking humans out of their unskilled labor jobs and replacing more of those jobs with robots. However, this actually might end up being a great thing because this might force people into having more skilled skill set. Because at the end of the day, humans are the ones with the ideas. We're the innovators. And that's actually pretty crazy if you think about it because these robots, they can't be the innovators. Only humans can come up with the new ideas and the innovations. And in addition, several jobs will be created due to the prevalence of digital transformation and several individuals will actually end up being retrained which will allow them to attain enhanced skills that will lead to an overall more skilled workforce in the process. And the most important thing about this is that you have to believe in this process. You have to believe in this workforce. So then confidence in a more skilled workforce will allow for the creation of new jobs and a booming economy. And personally, I believe that it's okay not to be confident in this. It's it's okay not to believe it. But you have to realize that this is what the world is coming to. Eventually, like the days of old non-technological innovations and inventions and anything that doesn't have to do with like the internet isn't a reality anymore it's it's just not a reality anymore now the world is shifting toward the digital revolution and if you can't adapt to it then you're obviously you're gonna die out in the world it just it's just how it works now it's just the law so let's go into some detail detail about digital transformation so there are actually four main steps to this phenomenon according to microsoft they were able to create four main steps number one you got to establish the culture. 
The creation of a digital culture in society is absolutely important. And this digital culture has to be based on digital collaboration. Essentially, you got to pick one random guy to be the head of everything and then let that leader establish a digital culture that will ripple down to his subordinates and their subordinates and their subordinates all the way down through the organizational hierarchy. And that ripple effect will allow for individuals to collaborate with each other and share information. And it will allow essentially for the creation of an information ecosystem or a common system by which workers share data. For example, like a cloud-based network or maybe something like the Internet of Things. And then the next step after that is the cultivation of a well-trained digital workforce. Essentially, leaders have to make sure that these organizations are built with strong, digitally capable individuals. And emphasis has to be placed on up-and-coming technologies like artificial intelligence and the Internet of Things. So, you know, now that we've established how digital transformation occurs and why it occurs and what's the point of it, how good it is and you know, all that good stuff. Let's jump into the effects of this transformation on the society, economy, and political spheres of South Asia. So let's start with the economic impact. Number one, the eco- the impact on the GDP of South Asia due to this phenomenon is absolutely crazy. Because if you look at the numbers, this has literally more than doubled, actually tripled, tripled the GDP for South Asia, just this alone. For example, uh, you got, so start with financial services. So mobile connectivity, or basically giving people, a large number of people, the access to mobile uh, devices, such as phones and tablets, has allowed for a massive increase in the amount of financial services allowed to people. So essentially the provision of financial services by a mobile platform, particularly mobile money, is one of the most dynamic innovations in the mobile industry, and it has provided significant social and economic benefits for its users. Mobile money, or essentially e-money, is expanding access to financial services. And by providing the poor with the financial services they need to manage cash flows and to save money, the mobile money industry is actually helping eliminate poverty and supporting economic growth. This mobile money can facilitate payment of utility bills and school fees. Then you got Telenor's Easy Paisa in Pakistan. So Pakistan's first mobile-based branchless banking service, uh, which is an app called Easy Paisa, made by a company in Pakistan known as Telenor, includes liable over-the-counter transactions, mobile banking, and domestic and international remittances. Essentially, customers can give donations, pay bills, and purchase airtime without the hassle of having to travel long distances or waiting in queues to send over money or transfer currency to exchange currency. Basically, it it's allowed for the creation of a new culture in which money has become fully mobile and you also got dialogue and a which is a company in sri lanka and another national bank in sri lanka which is known as the haddens national bank so the mobile wallet app success has been astounding and this mobile wallet app is the app made by the company that i mentioned earlier known as dialogue and it's it's so it's the success has been so astounding that it's actually pulled in over seven hundred fifty thousand users in just its first 100 days Its accounts are extremely easy to navigate, and the user interface is extremely user-friendly, allowing even uneducated people. Now, Haddon's National Bank in Sri Lanka has been also very extremely successful, as its business model where it offers users the ability to transfer money 24-7 is extremely useful and popular among Sri Lankans, and it's amassed over 7.5 million subscribers. In addition to that, you have to realize that parts of South Asia aren't exactly the most environmentally friendly or environmentally well-kept. For and they're and they're more susceptible and vulnerable to environmental changes than most other countries. 
For instance, mobile connectivity offers a strong opportunity to support agriculture in a country such as Bangladesh. Bangladesh is one of the most environmentally vulnerable countries in the world, with flood and storms being the most common natural disasters there. Between 2010 and 2017, Bangladesh was affected by 36 natural disasters, with more than 1,000 fatalities, over 23 million affected, and total damage accounting to over $1 billion. And so essentially, mobile information services can address agricultural information needs, including those related to crops, dairy, poultry, and aquaculture. And they can facilitate access to nutritional information, effective agricultural practices, connect remote communities to digital effective agricultural practices, connect remote communities to digital agricultural marketplaces to increase price transparency so you can't scam people. You can also reduce the price volatility of food commodity markets and even improve price outcomes and incomes of farmers. And, and one such company that does this is known as Bangalink Krishi Jigyasha. And Krishi Jigyasha is an agricultural information service that provides information related to vegetable, fruit farming, uh, poultry, livestock, and fisheries. And essentially what it does is it helps address issues in areas such as harvest, pesticides, fertilizers, poultry, livestock, feed, uh, diseases in plants, seeds. And it's been helping farmers with their craft in Bangladesh uh, by allowing them to have access to the most reliable and latest farming methods. Which, again, is a huge benefit of being connected to the internet because now you have access to these proprietary secret methods that give you an advantage over the competition. And unfortunately, I am sorry to say that that is all the time we have today. But I hope you enjoy this podcast and I hope it made today the greatest, absolute greatest day of your life. And I know that's going to be the greatest day of your life for the rest of the day. And really good things would happen. You're going to get a really good phone call today. So no matter what happens, keep your head up. And actually, also, I forgot to say, fun fact of the day, shampooing actually originated in India. Yeah, okay. Anyways, I hope you had a great uh, time listening to this podcast. Hope you had fun. And I'll see you next time. It's been super fun learning with you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Join me next week as we explore another part of the vast, mysterious lands of South Asia. I'm looking forward to exploring something new that you've never heard about next week. Talk soon.